episode of the road to redemption podcast we are back here in the studio with the pups and also with rome and cam we are this is the first time you guys have ever been on any podcast right yeah you've never been on a podcast so i'm gonna let them introduce themselves we're not we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time doing ice breaking things where you guys we don't have any way for you guys to call in and ask them questions just yet but we will have a follow-up interview maybe in a couple weeks where you guys can send them questions and they'll answer them live. I will let Rome start, and he can uh, introduce himself, say a little bit, and then we'll jump right into this episode. Okay, what's up, guys? This is Roman, and you, you can follow my uh, Instagram at Roman Fitness Official. And I do fitness videos, music, and just life philosophy. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Cam. You can follow me at CamFitOfficial. On my page, you can see makeup, you can see fitness, videos, um, basically inspiration. So yeah, check it out. Excellent. Yes, we both do have the same first name, spelled differently. Yes, You've got mine's the K. with the K. Yes, <laughs> I was asked my entire life, is it spelled with a K or a C? And I never met anyone that was spelled with a K, but, but you are. Yes. First thing, first thing off the rip, let's talk about... I want to I want to dive into something that's big only because we were watching the Kavanaugh thing, but we're gonna take a veer from that. When Bill Cosby, you guys know what's going on with Bill Cosby. He uh, he's in some hot water. He's in prison. He's gonna be for probably at least three to ten years. As soon as he was sentenced, there was a major outrage in the country, Me Too movement, stuff like that, that wanted his head on. On a spit, rightfully so. I mean, from what it sounds like, every piece of information I know, he's a horrible guy and he did horrible things. The second that people feel like they got the justice that they wanted, I feel like it became a joke then. People started taking his mugshot and editing it and making a joke out of it. And I think where I got lost, when when you accomplish a mission, the Me Too movement was to take this guy down, make an example out of him, so that way, going forward, we can fix that issue, right? Mm-hmm. When you then, when he's sentenced and going to prison, now you make a joke about it. I feel like it lessens it a little bit. When you take the, they make a meme out of his mugshot and go, I was eating pudding pops, now I'm, you know, whatever's <laughs> happening to him in jail. Yeah. It, it is funny, and in a sense, it makes sense because he's a comedian. You know, I think rightfully he would do that to others, but... What do you guys think about when you have such a serious topic? It's a very serious thing uh, that happened to real people. Once you get the verdict you want, do you find it okay to then make jokes? Maybe some comedic relief. Hey, this is a win for the for the victims, and now we can kind of breathe a little easier now. Or do you think, hey, that was a serious thing. We should we should keep that serious and keep the overlining lesson that we were trying to teach. well honestly um i think when people bring humor into it it kind of shines a light 
into the situation, make it, you know, yeah, it was a serious issue, and I think by people, you know, making memes or making videos or talking about it, it just kind of brings people to that attention, like, okay, it's happening, or, or, it, or it did happen, um, but... I just think that because it happened, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. I, so The only reason I even really brought it up is because I feel like, especially as a man and as a white man in America, right now, at times it can feel like that's under attack. Being a white male in America can be very, especially nowadays, you know, automatically you're privileged, I'm privileged, there's all this... So if you ask me, as as a group of any kind, Me Too, Black Lives Matter, whatever, mm -hmm. if you ask me to care about your cause, or you don't even have to, I recognize there's a problem, so therefore I care, because I love all people, and I, I think everyone should be treated fairly. I will invest every part of me to make sure that whatever's right is what comes out. So when, you know, luckily... There was a victory for the victims. There was justice for the victims. Mm -hmm. So when you then turn around and make a joke about this guy, you're taking away some of the seriousness from it. So you're almost taking one step forward and then two step, maybe one step forward, one step back. Because now you've made a cartoon out of this horrible person. Yeah, and you're not yeah. fully appreciating the, um, the effect this guy had on several white women. The only way, yeah, and, well, and the only other way I could justify it would be if the victims were the ones making the funny pictures. Now the clown's in the box. Right. As a sense of therapy for them, I could get that. I could yeah, see that. I'd be I all right with that. that because yeah. I think sending someone to jail for a crime like that is not severe enough. I think something else has to... You really need to make amends for what you did. You... You put out a very dark thing out into the world. So if you're going to come back and support and you get the get the justice that you're seeking and then you as a victim make Bozo the Clown out of him, eh, I'm okay with it. I, I think I'm good with it. You guys will find in this podcast there's some, there's some notes that I write down that I, I really feel like I want to try to get out and if there's a deadline to certain things, right? Like this one, we get it. You know, I think it was a horrible situation. Um, and what people choose to do with it is going to feed right into our next topic, which is the feminism and fat shaming. Um, a lot like Bill Cosby, there's a lot of people that have opinions on what feminism is, what it's not, fat shaming, what it's not. I'm interested to get your perspective because you're a female in the fitness industry on social media, we talked a little bit about it before the podcast, so I'm not going to act like this is a brand new topic because we were talking about it for quite a while. What do you see as being the biggest issue surrounding feminism, women's rights? You can even talk about, you know, the, the sexual harassment scandals that are going on, the Me Too. What, what does that mean for you? Okay. How does it affect you the most? Um... The thing that affects me the most about feminism, feminism and all, like everything, women speaking out, you know, there's nothing wrong with women speaking out and just being themselves and voicing their opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's become more of a extreme 
I would say it's, it's become more extreme because in the media nowadays, yes, everyone has the right to um, be themselves and you know, be confident and be beautiful, but to a certain extent. Now, if it's a negative and... Um, to go right to the source, we're, we were talking about the plus-size model yes. who was featured on the magazine. What was her name? Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday. You guys can Google her as you're listening to this. Tess Holiday is a, we can say it, large woman. Yes. She's a large woman. Um, and she was saying, hey, I'm beautiful too. Mm-hmm. I think all three of us in this room can agree somebody would find her attractive. Oh, yeah. There's somebody oh, yeah. out there that oh, would yeah. say, hey, you're perfect the way you are. I love that. If you lost weight, I wouldn't be as attractive to you. Yeah. Yeah. Chubby chicken. However, go ahead. What, what were we talking about before? <laughs> The, the line draws is, are you a role model? Are you a role model? Um, we were talking about not in that facet, not in that area, because you should not be able to promote unhealthy lifestyles onto younger, impressionable absolutely, women. Absolutely. I mean, growing up, I mean, all of us, we've grown up around the same time frame. We even grew up in the same state. Yeah. Ohio. Whoop. Midwest mentality. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, growing up, we've watched Victoria's Secret models, we've seen runway models, we've seen just even actors, celebrities, and they've all had this body image. Mm-hmm. I mean, women especially, they've, they're have they so uh, influenced by people that are in the industry. And when we were growing up, it was always, oh, you had to be really skinny, you had to be a size zero, you had to be runway. Um, Did you buy into that? Did, do you feel like that? molded you at all into who you are no it does not because you strike me as a very confident person you carry yourself and hey this is who i am you like it or don't yeah exactly and you know growing up i mean yeah when you're young you want to look the best you want to because you're going through that phase well yeah i want to be the best that i can be and you know i want to look good i want to feel good um but i was never influenced by you know people that were who did you Says look up zero. to growing up? Growing up, um, honestly, like I looked up towards like singers, and I looked up people like Britney Spears, and you know. I think we all did, even. <laughs> even that that level of stardom, I think maybe for guys it would have been like In Sync, Backstreet Boys yeah. around the same time. But there definitely was that thing. Oh my gosh, this is what a this mm-hmm. is what a ladies' man is is yeah. the sparkly yeah. outfits. And now, I mean, you would be laughed out of a room if you walked in dressed like the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. There, oh, yeah. There's both positive and negative role models out there. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think Tess Holiday doesn't constitute as a positive role model to young women especially the younger generation because they're going to think oh it's okay to be uh unhealthy and you know have 10 cheeseburgers a day and like i just i don't think that's i don't think that's healthy my my biggest thing with it i don't know tess holiday's diet you know i but i can guarantee it's probably not great yeah because there's there's a lot of people and i've heard it ever since her thing came out well sometimes it's a genetic thing I get it. Mm-hmm. Some people have underactive thyroid. Some people yeah. battle with diabetes type 1 and 2. Some people have a lot of medical issues that causes them to carry more weight around. Oh, yeah. I don't, think, I don't think that gets to be an excuse, though. I don't think it does. Now, that's easy for me to say as a male who can 
walk, my limbs work, my extremities work. I, I'm not limited in my mobility or in any way. I think like when you get to my 600 pound life kind of thing, mm-hmm. when they're bedridden and mm-hmm. I think it can be very difficult, but I think it's still a mindset game. Mm-hmm. I think you get caught in, I'm this way. I'm never going to not be this way because it's just too hard. Even if I do, I would have loose skin. People would still find me unattractive. I would rather just stay this way. Yeah, you get into that big downward spiral. Yeah, it, and that comes, I don't I don't know your guys' past with it, but when you have somebody who's severely overweight, you know, they don't want to be fat shamed. They don't want to be called fat. Mm-hmm. It's not any easier for, a, I can only speak for a guy, who's really skinny Mm -hmm. it sucks ass to be called string beans stick you know that shit Mm -hmm. still hurts Mm -hmm. so i have the same choice and i can do something about it i can go to the gym i can eat right i can do the things that it would require for me to get bigger or i could go hey i'm unhealthily skinny i'm malnourished and i'm beautiful Mm -hmm. i can i can but that that would be a choice every day that i would have to wake up and make Mm -hmm. and i think that's where we're losing things in this country we're losing a sense of accountability we're accountable for our own actions we're accountable for the way we look not talking about you know acts of god where you lose a limb or something like that i'm not talking about that it's a completely different situation but when you saw the test holiday and I'm, I'm speaking to cam when you saw the test holiday ad what did you initially think i thought you know yeah she's beautiful and i'm sure she's a wonderful person mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being confident and being who you are. But at the same time, the imagery behind it, it's not a positive positive lifestyle. lifestyle. And for people like me or people in the fitness industry, they work really hard to, you know, be healthy and set an example for people and to live a fulfilling lifestyle. And I feel like by expressing that and showing people, you know, it's okay to be 300 pounds, 400 pounds. It really isn't. And that and that's what's it's frustrating for us cuz it's like we work hard, we we want to achieve our goals and be a positive influence. We're all in the fitness community. We know yeah. what it takes. Mm-hmm. We yeah. know and yeah. for even and it's hard work. I think know. anybody would look at the three of us and go they're fit. They know about exercise. Um, now I have a personal training certification, so I, I know a little bit about training and I'm not a dietitian, but I've done that realm. I think it would be still easy for anybody to look and go, well, you're just, you're, you're shaming that person because they don't want to live the same lifestyle you do. And I, I always put that disclaimer in you as an American person, cause that's all I can speak to. You have that, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be, what's your name? Tess? Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday. If you want to be that and that's you. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. Then yeah, yeah. I'm not telling. I'm not telling her. Yeah, you need to lose weight, or yeah, you don't look good. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just don't make me feel like you're I an asshole to, because yeah, you don't. Or I don't accept that. it, or like yeah. I don't agree with her lifestyle. You know, that, that's her. Like I'm not gonna tell her. You know what? You gotta live this way. You gotta look like this. I'm not telling her that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I don't want to have to be forced to agree with that lifestyle or like that's okay because i personally don't think it is yeah yeah the fact that she uses her model platform and compares herself i'm not sure if she exactly compares herself to other like victoria's secret models that are you know size zero or i don't know women's sizes 
Um, and she calls us the asshole if we don't find her as beautiful as the other and that may not even be her take you know she could be like hey screw you guys i'm cool with what i do it could be the american people saying hey you guys are assholes for not supporting her she could understand what it is yeah yeah i think in the same regard that we talked about earlier with the kavanaugh case i think in america we have a really bad habit when something's wrong size zero models that's not healthy you see a lot of them commit suicide they've got a lot of really bad body dysmorphia eating disorders that's bad mm-hmm. so we have a habit in america of seriously overcorrecting, yeah. going we have a problem now we need to go all the way over here to the go extreme. yeah and then we go well if you're not okay with this then you have to be okay with this and if you're okay with this that means you're a shitty person Mm -hmm. and i don't think everything's so black and white i think it's very easy to get caught up in a well you don't live the way i live you don't do the things i do so therefore we disagree we can't even collaborate on this Mm -hmm. where i see tess holiday as unhealthy also her God-given right to live the way she wants to live. I would never tell anyone who did not want to change to change. Yeah, if you want to be 300-plus pounds and eat Big Macs and Burger King every single day... Yeah, I'll see you at your funeral. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there to show my respects. But but you're not going to force me to decide that... Force me to see that as beauty or beautiful or a healthy lifestyle. I agree. In the same regard, I want to take Tess Holiday, and and this is where you and I, I think, Roman, will have a good conversation. When I prepared to be a physique competitor, the reason I stopped, stopped training for that, was I realized how unhealthy of a lifestyle that really is. It is very unhealthy to step on stage. I think anybody who competes will tell you that. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, by the time you step foot on stage, you're dehydrated, you're malnourished, mm-hmm. your emotions are everywhere, you're low sodium, very unhealthy. Yeah. I would not, I, would, I don't personally, I would not buy a magazine with a guy who's clearly living a very unhealthy lifestyle and go, kids, this is what you should do. Now, mm-hmm. same thing in football. In football, you could tell a kid, hey, you're going to get CTE. There are kids that are going to do it because they love it. It's their passion. They know the risks, but they're choosing to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Tess Holiday. I think you're good. If you know the risks and you choose to live that way, cool. I'm not, I'm not going to break you off for that. Mm-hmm. Same thing is to be Phil Heath. That's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's very unhealthy to be that way. And we know that football players, it's not a safe game to play, yeah, but okay. you have every right to play that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also, um, you got to look at the demands of the sport, yeah. like bodybuilding mm-hmm. or physique competitors. Um, that's what is required of them. I don't know how, to be at that level. Yeah, because you know you're going on the off season building as much muscle mass as possible. You know, building that symmetry. You have to. You know, you got to step on step on stage and show uh, the vascularity, the striations, the uh, symmetry, uh, muscle belly, muscle bellies. Um, and even though it is for a short uh, amount of time that you're on stage, it can be considered unhealthy, but I think it would also serve as maybe a necessary evil or a, an allowable sacrifice to accomplish something of such significance in that sport. And me personally, the reason why I haven't competed yet, or I'm not really interested in competing. You're not at all. You don't have that on the table at this time. I mean, I think it would be awesome, but not right now at this point in time. 
I it's don't a very agree. selfish sport. You have to have time for you. Yeah, one hundred and twenty percent. Relationships are not easy to maintain during yeah. that. But the thing is, I don't agree with the judging. Uh, how they judge, because you're going on stage next to other people of your peers, and you're allowing other people, the judges, to judge you on your physique. They may say, "Hey, your arms aren't big enough," and you're, I, "But I love my arm size." Yeah. But you're not going to win because I don't like your arm size. It's a very, um, in a way, selective sport. You're, it's not based on who is the best, you know, quote unquote, the best in other people's eyes could be selective. So Phil it's Heath, not Ty a green kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's not a clear cut winner. Like, hey, yeah. who could do the most push-ups? Oh, that guy. Okay, mm-hmm. so that guy wins. You know, it's a, um, it's an objective <laughs> sport. So. With that, we had talked about it a little bit prior to, to be one of the big reasons I got out of fitness, social media ambassador roles of types, and I know that's a goal for a lot of people, is because you cannot take a supplement and go, I take this, which is why I look this way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. It right. doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. Even to the craziest levels of things, taking Phil Heath's creatine brand is not going to make you look like Phil Heath. Mm-hmm. It's a marketing ploy, and it's worked for years. Arnold had his online, you know, stuff like that. I could not, in good conscience, even though the product worked well for what it, what I wanted it to. BCAAs kind of balance out your diet. Proteins add, you know, you get it. I cannot sit there and tell a 17-year-old kid, "Hey, man, I work for Bodybuilding.com. If you take this creatine, you'll look like me." Mm-hmm. because I have to then be able to tell you, you also have to eat nine times a day. You also have to sleep nine hours a day. Hands down, no questions asked. Two gallons of water. Work out three hours a day. Work out three hours a day. You have to sacrifice your relationships. You're not telling an entire story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in today's day and age, there's so much information out there. People who just want to do the right thing, they just want to be healthy, it's easy to fall for shit. That's why you see everybody selling a program, a supplement, a tea, something, going, this is what gets you magic results. But we can all in this room testify that that doesn't work. You have to have the sleep, the diet, the workout, the support. It's all in one. Mm-hmm. And it's also up to genetics. Genetics Big ultimately part. are like 90% of how you will look. Big part. And based on your training, you, you can't really change that no matter what kind of supplements or whatever it is you're taking. Yeah. I know of one IFBB pro, um, and the guy's about uh, five foot four, and he has an insane V taper, and that's, you know, from the shoulders to the waist, you know, itty bitty waist and massive shoulders. Mm-hmm. But he's selling a waist trimmer, you know, one of those wraps that go Even though the waist. genetically that's what yeah. did it for him. Genetically, he has an insane tiny waist, mm-hmm. but he. It appears that, oh, I have a, this tiny waist because I have this waist trimmer, and you should get it. But that's his genetics. Mm-hmm. You know, a bigger guy. You know, I don't care how many waist trimmers you get. You're never gonna have a waist that small. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also uh, up depending on your frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have wider hips and narrow shoulders, you're not gonna have an insane V taper, no matter what. Not without surgery. You know, oh, not true. without, you know, not oh, yeah. without Body stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even with women, too. Um, I mean, there's a ton of Instagram models out there that 
people think, oh, they're just natural. Oh, that's how they are. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. I had well, that pelvis removed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, most of the Instagram models have been enhanced or have had plastic surgery or implants. Or stuffing things. There's yeah. there's artificialness oh, yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. For me, that's when I lost interest in uh, Buff Bunny, Heidi Summers, and Christian Guzman. Is as a prof- I can call myself a trained professional because I've done it. When I looked at Christian Guzman in his last summer shredding, he was saying, I'm not taking any supplements other than Ghost. Go buy my Ghost. That's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you're not being transparent about that means that you're deceiving me in one way that I can tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything yeah. about starting a clothing line. I don't know anything about starting a, a energy drink company. So I've already you've already proven to me that you're willing to lie to me to make money. Mm-hmm. Now I find an issue in your whole thing that you're doing here. Buff Bunny has had um, breast implants. I think she's had a few other things. I don't know for sure. I know for sure she's had the breast implants. Not a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Make yourself happy. But don't then get on Instagram and say, I did this because of whatever. That, that's not really how it works. You, you've you got to tell the whole story, which she did very well. Mm-hmm. I think she did well. Um, something personal for me I, when I was competing, I was taking a ton of supplements. I was taking all this shit that I had researched and I feel like I knew a lot about. Uh, Last week, I ran my levels. Mm -hmm. My testosterone levels were very low. I was at like a 465 total T. My free T was 8. Very low. means I, I don't have... I'm still on the spectrum of normal range, but I don't have optimal levels and what i do have i'm not using a whole lot of it so i decided to go on testosterone therapy um, which means i take testosterone injections a lot of people and this is something i literally started what 10 minutes ago 20 25 minutes ago was Mm -hmm. my first my first injection and i'm doing it legally i have it prescribed by a doctor people will automatically go when i now go back into the gym and hit it hard and do everything i'm doing they're going to go well you got that way because of testosterone Mm -hmm. that's true to a point it's true because when i was going through the competition levels six months ago i was not optimal i'm living at a lower quality of life because my body for whatever reason is not producing that anymore the way it should be for me to live the best way possible so now that i'm optimized and i'm living what a high performance person would be living Yes, I'm going to get better results, but that's not cheating. I just have to, if you get a headache, you do what? Take Tylenol. Yeah. You have to fix the, now I don't personally take any like um, Tylenol or anything like that, but that's because I just choose not to. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes me a hypocrite, I think, now to take testosterone because I'm saying I don't like pharmaceutical meds. It's pharmaceutical, it is. I mean, obviously, you don't go to a testosterone tree and peel the leaves off, and that's what you, that's how you get it. I, I think, and I'm just putting this out here now, because I think it's very easy for people to look and go, well, you cheated. That, that's cheating. And to get, I don't even think, and you'll be able to tell me more, Rome, if I was to do everything I'm doing now, take, take testosterone for just to live a normal life, I could not now then go step on stage just because of that Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be able to walk out this door and look like phil heath you still have to put the work in you still have to do all the right things Mm -hmm. so um 
I'll let you tell kind of your thoughts on that. With is it cheating? Is it this? Is it that? Because we have a mutual person that we know, Rich Piana, mm-hmm. who was on a lot of things, um, and he was kind of a I don't want to say a hero to you, but you you liked him. So talk a little bit about that. The, your your overall vision of the sport and living. How can you be the best at it? Okay. Oh boy, that's a big topic. Where do I start? Um, For you personally. Well, I also can speak uh, from experience. Um, I've been on you know legal testosterone to optimize my levels for about uh, three months. And it's, I mean, I haven't made Mr. Olympia, of course. <laughs> um, but I think there's a big stigma surrounding quote-unquote steroids and, you know, performance-enhancing substances. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of disagree that it is a drug because if you look at the, up the definition of a drug, is any substance that has any physiological effect on the body. Technically... A Big Mac could be, you know, a drug because it has a philosophical or philosophical, um, physical, physical insulin effect. spikes, yeah, stuff like, yeah. yeah on the body, sleep. You know, you're telling major. me, major, yeah, major. you're telling me that I can eat a burger and take a shot. Actually, hold on. Um, you're telling me that two athletes, if one is eating cheeseburgers and the other one's eating steak. You're telling me that the cheeseburger isn't affecting one athlete's performance? That's it is, a, yeah. It's a big misconception. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think, oh, steroids is a magic shot, and that's the key. I just take the shot in, in my ass, and all of a sudden I can win great things yeah. and trophies and become the next I'm going to look like Jay Cutler next year. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm going to be the governor of California, guys. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. Um a lot of the bodybuilders that are, you know, dive head into the sport and that are serious about competing, their levels of testosterone are about Insane. three thousand. Insane. It's three times the maximum uh, legal range. And for those of you that don't know, the range of testosterone in Very broad. is uh, a giant range. It starts at what? 260, I think yeah. they're like 840, 870, something like that. Yeah, all the or way 960, to... I'm sorry. It's 260 to 940, I think. I it's it 1,200. Just... Like 1,200 is still considered normal range, I think. It could be. You're, you're, yeah. You could be right. It's yeah. like 200 to uh, 1,200. Mm-hmm. And th- that's an insane amount. Um, and uh, I, I think it's a shame because you can look at anybody and, uh, you know, it, it is not a clear cut, um, uh, 270 it, to 1070 is, is considered oh, okay. normal. So that's what I wanted to pause real quick and dive into is if, if I'm living and this is all hypothetical, if I'm living at 430 yeah. total, and I feel good. That works for me. And you're sitting at 4.30. Yeah. And you feel like shit. That's because people are very different. Yeah. That's why the spectrum is so big. Yeah, genetics. Um, people are bigger. Uh, I'm sitting here at 240, 6'1". And what's your status? I'm six foot on a good day. 170, yeah. usually. So, like, 
uh, our levels were pretty close. Pretty similar. Uh, very, very similar. And Did you take a lot of supplements within the past year? Um, I did. I took a shitload of supplements. When I got my labs, actually, I wasn't. I wasn't when I got my labs either. I had like six months prior up until about two months before getting them. And they told me that I could be kind of bouncing back a little bit because of all the shit that I took, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I brought this up. I want guys to be very careful what you're taking. You may know what that bottle says. You don't know what's in it. You may read 12 great reviews online. You don't know. So just please be very careful um, with everything you're taking. And also, even if you feel great, know what your levels are. Please know what your levels are because you're doing only yourself a disservice and you don't want to find out five years from now that you have a problem that you could have been preventing this whole time. Oh, yeah. And if you follow Stan Efferding, you know, the rhino, um, he always suggests to his athletes to get a blood test, see what you're deficient in, Mm -hmm. you know, whole spectrum, vitamin D. Your liver um, function. Yes, liver function. Uh, test levels, hormones, um, uh, minerals, vitamins and minerals, mag- uh, magnesium, manganese, uh, zinc, um, iron. See what you're deficient in, yeah. and then supplement those things. Yep. Every I can't remember what he uh, suggests. Maybe once every month, once every two months, give or take, for serious athletes to check your levels. You know, optimize everything, your recovery, and just get a blood test. And that's not hard, guys. I mean, literally, walk into a lab core. If you have someone around that will do it, you know, we're very fortunate. We have uh, we have a place that does it for a reasonable amount, and you can go and have everything explained to you before before you ever have to make a decision. And it wasn't pushy, at least mm-hmm. for me. It wasn't pushy. And I want to break down some of the stereotypes, and Cam's going to be able to help us with that a little bit, of using – because I don't look at what we're doing as using steroids. Mm-hmm. I'm optimizing – my natural hormones and improving the quality of your life right now if i was taking deca trend shit like that different conversation we're not we're not having the same conversation at that point for you what was your initial thought when he first told you hey this is what i'm doing it's awesome i'm like because we've definitely done our research we've watched videos we've um, watch interviews of people. You really researched it. You're one of the most oh, knowledgeable yeah. cu- couples I know as far as fitness. You guys know what you're taking when you take yes, it. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you want to know what you're putting in your body. and Very I'll important. know the ins and outs of it. And, you know, I've heard a lot of negative and all this flack about steroids and testosterone and how it's bad and how you shouldn't do it. And, and that's what society wants you to think. But we've also looked on the positive side like hey like this can improve the quality of your life severely and you know since he's been on it for a few months i can tell a difference like he feels better he looks better um he his breathing breathing. and his health overall just has improved and i think that's just a a positive Mm -hmm. thing and i think people just need to realize that you know it's not just about you know Mm -hmm. i want to be a bodybuilder or i'm trying to get big it's not just about that. It's also about your health. I would say it's 0% that for me. Mm-hmm. I For the getting big and yeah. having... I know what I can do in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I've been cool with that even while my levels were low. Now, one thing I want to point out, just because I, <laughs> I can already see the comments that could be... You know, well, it's because, you know, your junk stopped working, this and that. 
I had zero of those problems. I was still completely fine in all categories. I thought I was good. Mm -hmm. The reason that I chose to go on therapy, and my dog's gassing us out, um, the reason I chose to go on therapy is I'm going, I feel okay right now, but I have to drink quite a bit of caffeine to get up going in the morning. I just don't have the desire to even be in the gym. I sleep like shit. Like you were saying, my breathing, I'm all the time sitting around going, it's just, it feels very heavy to even carry my body around. And I was like, something's got to be up. Oh, yeah. So when I checked and I figured out, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I decided to take the route with the support of my wife and go, I deserve to live optimized. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? What, what, what have you noticed? Because when I first saw, I haven't seen you in a little bit. It's been a month. Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah, about that. And when you walked in, like, your shoulders looked like they were going to explode through the door. You look much better. I mean, you look good. Mm-hmm. Explain how you feel. Uh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. I feel significantly better. I feel um, feel like a knife that has been sharpened. You know, mm. one maybe that has been, you know, left out in the rain, got some rust and build up on it and soot and just hasn't been used. And then somebody takes and polishes the blade and sharpens it mentally i'm a lot more clear it's focused my cognitive functions have actually improved you can ask uh you know my cam and um my thought processes are a lot sharper i used to speak about topics and i used to completely forget about what i was doing or what i was talking about i used to um, but you didn't get superhuman knowledge from no, taking no. testosterone. You're just able to verbalize it a lot better because you've yeah. always been very smart. Yeah, I'm, I've been able to stay on track a lot more. Yeah, um, leave off right where I started. Yeah, and um, I used to talk to people a lot, and uh, like for example, I'm talking a lot right now. Any other time in the past before I even started treatment, I'd sit here and I'd say about one to two sentences, then I'd take a big gasp of air, I'll be, (gasps) (sighs) that kind of thing. And my family was actually concerned because they said, maybe you have asthma, you can't breathe. And I see you wheezing all the time and like taking a deep breath. And I'm like, I just, I can't get a satisfying breath of air. Um, Which is something that living with lower than optimized testosterone levels in men, it's very important to point out, can... By being optimized, you can possibly prevent cardiovascular issues mm-hmm. in your future, which makes complete sense to me. It, with you saying, I breathe so much better, you're you're living right. Your plumbing's mm-hmm. working. You know, things are going well inside. Mm-hmm. What have you noticed the most besides his breathing and, and stuff like that? And what do you still stand with it now? His energy level, his... Um I remember waking up in the morning and him just being tired all the time. He just didn't have the You guys drive. are very active. You oh, guys yeah. travel the a drive, lot. The drive has definitely changed. I'm not saying he was, you know, always in bed or, you know, that kind of He's thing. He's not lazy. Not lazy. But I'm saying it's definitely improved. Like, he has more energy when he wakes up in the morning. He's I, ready to go. And he's, you know, he's more motivated to go to the gym. And I'm looking forward I, to that. I drink about six cups of coffee just to get up. You don't do that anymore? No, not anymore. Sometimes I I don't even drink coffee. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually able to... I've never been a morning person, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm able to get up 8, 9 o'clock and jump out of bed. Mm -hmm. And it's never been like that. 
I usually get up at 5 a.m. and I now my mornings aren't very active. I usually smoke my CBD, drink my yerba mates, whatever. And I'm looking forward to getting up at five o'clock, hitting the gym, having my CBD, and then going on about my day. Mm-hmm. I feel like now, again, literally, I haven't even been on long enough to feel results. I feel like now when I wake up in the mornings, it's easier for me to drudge to the couch, sit down, put a dip in, watch something. And I haven't really got up. I haven't really done anything, but my body, my mind is up barely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest part that I'm ready to optimize. Um, but for me, I, I thought that that was cool to share. I think for the sake of transparency, I think it's important. I think to tell guys, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. It doesn't have to be some rock bottom situation. Holy yeah. shit, um, my junk stopped working. I, you know, It doesn't have to be that, but it can get there. Yeah, it, it improves. I mean, even our sex life has definitely improved. We never had a bad sex life. But I'm saying it just, it definitely improved in like just the energy and the, um, what you say? The, uh, would you say the mental? So for me, as a guy, I, I can speak yeah. as a guy and you can say if I'm completely off. If I've got a lot of shit going on in my head, right? It's, it's difficult then to have the same type of passion in my relationships as I would if I felt good. You know, when you feel like shit, you may mm-hmm. live at a state of normal that it's normal to get in bed and, you know, do what you do. And it's great. That, that's all great. But if you don't feel great throughout the day, but now you're walking around feeling good, of course, everything's going to be better. Right. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It does. But that mental fog that you're referring to, or maybe mental distraction, mm-hmm. and it's harder to focus on certain things, maybe in the relationship or throughout the day, that has improved. So you're able to dial it in, mm-hmm. I guess, more effectively, and you know, and you're a lot more pleased with the result in pretty much anything you do. Let's talk about mood. When it comes to all that, how do you feel mood-wise? Are you hawking out on people and slashing shit through the walls? Because oh, that's no. a very big stereotype for. No. Roid, roid rage yeah. and all that stuff. No. As long people need, I think we need to separate therapy with steroids. I think it's very different. If you're taking steroids like Trend, D ball, even testosterone to crazy extents, mm-hmm. that's considered an anabolic steroid. I. Taking testosterone to live the way you deserve to live, I think, is is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about Rich a little bit. What? Why is Rich such a figure for you too? Right? You you mm-hmm. always really liked him. What What does Rich mean to you? How did he inspire your your journey? I guess. I love Rich and uh, Chanel. Um, I don't know much about them, so that's I'm, why I'm, I'm more. Into, I'm more of a fan of Chanel. That was his girlfriend. His girlfriend, yeah. Um, I just I love their personalities. I love how they can reach out to their fans, and He's I love intense. their positivity and just how real and raw they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy. I want someone to tell me the truth, and I don't want to talk, listen to people, or watch their videos of them talk bullshit. Just mm-hmm. like. When we're talking about supplements and about, you know, taking certain medications, like, hey, yeah, this will help you lose weight, or hey, this will make you, you know, gain 10 pounds in muscle, when it's not true. And, you know, it shows the ins and outs of everything, and it, it just, 
it will impact and impacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, wow, like that's that's awesome. I never actually understood that, or you know, that's something interesting that I never would have thought. So I valued Rich because he was honest, mm-hmm. and I think, and this is probably a very broad um, comparison. I think that I look at Rich the same way that I kind of look at Trump in the way of the industry hated Rich, mm. most of them, because he was very honest. Hey, this is what I do. I don't recommend you do this. Yeah. And the the bodybuilding community kind of shunned him for that because they'd be like, you're not supposed to talk about that shit. Stop talking about it. Stop bringing things to light that don't, you know, we've done a good job keeping that under wraps. I think it was an honorable thing that he did un- Unfortunately, he lost his life, I think, due to a lot of that shit. But he was very honest about that, I think. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, go back and tell... Yeah, he was an honest honest man in a dishonest industry. Industry, yeah. You know, um, first off, I followed Rich um, back in, what was it, 2012 or 13, right when he uh, just signed with Mutant. And, you know, he just started taking off on YouTube. And I was like, man, this dude has an insane physique. It's polarizing. Yeah, it's shocking to see people that big anymore. I mean, back in the 90s, it was all about, you know, getting big and jacked. And, you know, Biggest nowadays, guy wins. Yeah, right. nowadays, yeah. it's like, if you don't have that surfer bod, then... Everything. You know, it, yeah. yeah. Look at Colum. Colum yeah. Von Moger was not the biggest guy on stage a lot, but genetically, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. He's a freak. But, um, yeah, I love how honest Rich was. Um, no games, and he explained it to where you would understand. Mm-hmm. And he t- told you exactly what he took, how much he took, how often he took it, why he took it, and it, his logic made sense. And, you know, I, I like um, one, of, one of his videos where he's like, don't buy my product, buy real food first. Yeah. And yeah. then if you want my product, go for it. You know, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Yep. You know, that that's how... I find people that, okay, I feel like I can trust this guy because he's telling me things that don't benefit just him in, a, in an industry that will show you only what they want you to see and only what you essentially want to see. What stood out for me, and I want to segue this to both of you, what stood out to me when I watched Generation Iron 2, right? Mm-hmm. Was it Rich? Was, one. was he two? He was one. No. Wait, no, there's Generation Iron with Arnold. Generation Iron 2, I don't think... Pumping Iron was Arnold. Oh, yes, yes. And then Generation Iron Iron 1 was Phil Heath, Kai Green. Generation Iron 2 was Colum Rich. Okay. So in Generation Iron 2, Rich said... Somebody asked him, why why do you do this? Why do you have to look like that? Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, I want to bring some light to this situation. I had a really fucked up childhood. Mm-hmm. My mom only dated bodybuilders. I didn't really have a father figure around. So to me, a man was that. You <laughs> yeah. had to look like that. Yeah. I struggled with that. And my father mm-hmm. and all the men in my life were heavy drinkers. They were big into sports. I thought that that's what it took to be a man. So I think as a guy, you can definitely appreciate where he's coming from. Even though he goes, hey, it's completely unhealthy, I get that, but that's just the way I'm wired. Mm. What to you is your driving passion, your driving motivation? What makes you go, this is what I want to achieve, either physically or 
in life in general, and this is why I want to achieve it. I think everyone's, well, first off, obviously everyone's is different. Um, and I think that does stem from childhood. Uh, that's a big factor because, you know, what your childhood sets the tone for the rest of your life. You know, and I was very similar to that. And, you know, my dad was in the military. I rarely seen him uh, first few years of my life. Which you went in the military. Yeah, I did. Um, and then my mom would date some of these guys that are insane uh, athletes, mm -hmm. uh, essentially athletes. You know, one guy would take me on hikes for miles and miles. And I was like, you know, this was exciting. And then she dated one guy that, you know, uh, I was like, I don't know, four or five at the time, I guess, maybe seven, weighing about 80 pounds. And, you know, I, I was just obsessed with how vascular his arm was. And I pushed down his vein, and it was like, I, to me, it felt like I was pushing two inches of vein down mm -hmm. into his skin, and it was fucking insane. And do you find that attractive, the vascular? The, <laughs> yeah. Do you? And honestly, before... My wife does not. <laughs> see, before, like, growing up, I mean, my dad was into fitness, and mm -hmm. that's what kind of motivated me to you know get into it because mm. I, I was so fascinated by how you can change your body and how you can go from one way to another and you know live a, a <coughs> active and healthy life and seeing my dad transform and then seeing before and after pictures was just amazing yeah and mm. you know growing up I'm like yeah that's cool and you know I've seen bodybuilders that were to the extreme where they had all these look like they have like 10 muscles like building up and it's just like is that real i mean i didn't understand the whole concept yeah but as i'm getting older i'm starting to you know value and appreciate the hard work and dedication that it takes to achieve that and you know meeting roman i mean he's the biggest guy i've ever been with I mean, he's really he's into big fitness. Guy. You guys can't very, see him because I don't have the camera on, but he's a big guy. <laughs> but very into fitness, and, you know, it made me think of things differently. Like, wow, okay, seeing big veins and being vascular and having I'm big so muscles. I'm so jealous of vascularity. Mm -hmm. I have zero. <laughs> I, know. It, I mean, it, it's incredible. And, you know, I've, I've even noticed his vascularity just by him working out and even before testosterone, like, he had vascular arms and do you value it because of the way it aesthetically looks or because you're like that guy's got his diet on point he's mm -hmm. got to work his ass off that's a walking billboard for his yeah. training yes yeah i'll have to say yeah. both honestly and also growing up in you know in the 90s you, these movies coming out like rambo uh commando they were action you know, figures terminator and yeah you, that's what i've always idolized and you know the hulk and it's just these incredible beings, these real people that can do um, unbelievable things with their body. Yeah. You know, uh, it was just astonishing to me. And I've always, I guess that instilled in me when I was little, I've always wanted to, you know, uh, achieve that much, uh, I guess, masculinity, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a little bit before. Um, for you guys won't know this, but before we watched, before we started this podcast, we were watching Louder with Crowder, and we were mm -hmm. talking about they, he, the one we were watching. He was talking about there are only two genders and stuff. And in the middle of that, I was almost trying to play devil's advocate. I was trying to really understand what the opposing side was saying. And the only thing I could really come up with is there are very there's a spectrum for everything. 
masculinity is probably the biggest spectrum right now only because one being a masculine man is very frowned upon these mm. days it, it's you're looked at as if you're oppressing people but your definition of masculinity and mine would probably be very different um, I look up to very different people that aren't mainly men probably besides Joe Rogan he's a mm. he's a beast oh yeah um, or the but rock. the rock yeah but so I I value the rock more for his sense of humor obviously he's a freak in the gym but I'm I'm I look up to heroes like comedians and actors and stuff. Now, yes, I appreciate because I know what it takes to, to look like Arnold and stuff. I don't aspire to look that way. I, I used to until I realized that there's there's a level to this thing, and I think I have pretty good genetics, but I don't ever have a desire to step on stage and have my biceps judged next to another dude. Even if I knew I could beat him, I just don't have that desire anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think... What would you say is your ultimate goal in life? What do you want to do? Um, my ultimate goal in life is to influence as many people as possible in uh, influencing them in a positive way, maybe by providing uh, food for thought, maybe a little bit of education on my background, um, maybe to look at things a little differently. Um, physically, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I want to look good, you know, aesthetically pleasing. We all do. And then, uh, I want to also have good performance with it. You know, I don't want to look like I can bench 500 pounds and not do five push-ups, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it, over the years, uh, that vision has become much more (laughs) grounded in reality instead of, you know, these all-time superstars in movies and stuff yeah you know I, I know i'm not gonna be the next arnold or anything by any means because i'm not trying to be but um it, it was a cool way that was a foundation for my childhood and it, it still plays a factor now you know there are times where i'm like you know what i'm gonna get jacked as fuck and just i'm gonna walk around 320 pounds yeah know solid muscle but which probably wouldn't be hard for you i mean you you <laughs> could really because you said what are your stats right now you said um i'm six one uh 240 uh, it wouldn't be have... insane to see i mean there's linebackers and stuff that get up when they train right the without being vascular and mm-hmm. just a freak um yeah. yeah it's not unheard of yeah for you cam when you see, and I, I've seen this a lot, and I get it a lot on social media, when you see the effort that he puts in, in mm-hmm. the gym and with his diet, and vice versa, when you see the effort she puts in, because I don't want to make it sound like you and I are the only two, and I'm pointing at Rome, are the only two in the gym. You work your ass off. I mean, you were just at home on vacation. You worked out in a hotel gym. You, It's a priority for you. Mm-hmm. Do you both look at it as, I'm investing in myself, so I'm better for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you have to. Definitely. I think you have to. And that's was one of the main things I picked up on when I realized that my I wasn't living optimal. I was like, I am sometimes a lazy bag of shit around my house. There are things I could be doing that I don't because I just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes from I stopped eating right and I stopped going to the gym. And I, I, I remember when I felt so much better. How would you say living that lifestyle, and you guys make it a priority together, you guys work out together quite often, mm-hmm. Is that's something you guys do together. So that's mm-hmm. a part of your relationship. Talk a little bit about that and how that ebb and flows with, with you guys. 
Um, I've always been a firm believer that you need to find someone that is essentially your best friend and has the same goals in mind that both of you wish to accomplish together, as opposed to being two separate people coming into the household together. Roommates. Yeah. And um, if, if that's the case, two people working towards a goal, you know, the other person will hold the, uh, uh, the other person uh, to uh, stay on track. Mm -hmm. And if two of you are working opposingly, then it's one person trying to achieve their goal, the other person trying to achieve theirs. And when, if one does achieve their goal, the other one could be jealous. So, like, it could create some tension, tension mm -hmm. turmoil in the relationship. So, um, when I you mean, guys walk in a gym together, what's your goal? You mean physically? Yeah. What's your goal in the gym for you? Well, um, I'm a firm believer. You got to put everything out on the table, especially in the gym. You put in what exactly what you get out. What you get out is what you put in. Um, so I. I go to war with the weights, essentially. Okay. Um, it, but it's not against the weights. It's more, I'm going to be a better version of myself tomorrow because I'm going through this no. struggle now. You know. How do you see it? Oh, it's a big confidence thing for me. Um, when I go to the gym and you know, I'm in that environment, or even when I work out at home, you know, it, it just feels good to just know that I'm bettering myself and knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm taking an extra step each day to achieve my goal and to look better and feel better. And you guys enjoy watching, like, the workout stuff together, right? You guys, oh, and, yeah. like, you could sit down and both watch Generation Iron and be very oh, happy yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we love watching it. <coughs> it's watch. in uh, Ronnie Coleman's yeah. movie. I haven't King. seen that one yet. Is it, was one. it good? Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. That's I, you gotta wait till the end so <laughs> to see his uh, eight hundred pound squat. <laughs> That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Um, I, first off, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I know it's not easy to do a podcast when you've never done one before. It's you think a lot about what you're gonna say before you say it, and then even after mm -hmm. it comes out, sometimes you can be like, I don't know if that came across <laughs> right. I promise you, it always sounds better when you listen to it back than when you're hearing it in your own mind. Right. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. Let people know before you before we sign off here, if you could leave one thing for the world, what would it be? I know it's a heavy question. If you could leave one idea, one thought, one strain of mentality, what would you want to leave? Um, I think people need to be slightly more positive in their life. Mm -hmm. I think they need to start using their brain more and mm -hmm. you know do your own research. If something will help your quality of life, then you need to do your own research and not take no for an answer, essentially. Yeah. Um, and, you know, don't let other people dictate your quality of life. And um, just education is power. Yeah. You know, knowledge is power. Cam, what do you got? I completely agree with that. Um, you know, just live your journey. Do what makes you happy. Don't let someone else influence you negatively or you know, try to tell you, oh, no, you can't do that, or no, that's that's bad. No, you're going to do what you what's going to make you happy. So just do that. Focus on you. Be positive. Live your life freely. And be you. Fantastic. And I want to add, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on this 
little add-on. I want you guys to watch Cam and Rome, um, and I'm going to have them plug their Instagram channels again. This is where social media does not reflect reality. You guys don't have 100,000 followers. You're not sponsored by all these different companies. Oh, no. <laughs> but you have a distinct mission, which is what you just said, to do exactly what you just said. And I will tell you from somebody who's been in the industry, from somebody who knows you guys, there's a lot of people on social media that have big name contracts and tons of followers, and they would never in their life dare to walk onto a recorded microphone and tell their truth. They would be so afraid to go, this is what I'm doing, and I don't give a fuck what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't matter. So you guys are ultimately living out what it is you're trying to teach. You're, it was, it's probably not easy for you guys to walk in here and especially tell a truth like that. That is such a taboo thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. not easy for anyone. I do this all the time. And it was tough for me to start that conversation. But I think that being honest, being upfront, and living what you say is so much more important than any doctored picture. Mm-hmm. If I'm good with what I'm doing, and you're good with what you're doing, I could give a shit what comment somebody leaves. Right. And and I think that's where I want you guys to watch them, watch what they do, because you're going to get the very genuine side of both of them. And I don't bring people on this podcast that would ever deceive anyone. So it, when you guys see a guest on this show, it's a stamp of approval. If that means shit to you, that I'm looking at someone and go, that's a genuine ass person. That That's somebody that you should look into and learn from if that makes sense mm-hmm. so guys tell them where you can uh where they can find you on on all social medias whatever one you guys have okay um so you can find me at uh, cam fit official on in, on instagram and it's cam with a k yep. <laughs> um but yeah you can find me on there and i'm pretty active on social media you so. post almost every day I yeah, think. I yeah. Post you don't post as much and if you have <coughs> if, if you have any questions or if you have any um need any advice i'm always <coughs> there you can always reach out to me i don't bite <laughs> yeah you're very nice you guys are both very personable to talk to and you can reach me at uh roman fitness official and uh i don't post as often but uh it doesn't mean i'm any less active I did look. We had one one listener question. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Me? Yeah. Yep. Both of you. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be uh, <laughs> the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Okay. What about you? When I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think for me, it was something in entertainment. I think it changed. Musician, uh, comedian, <laughs> oh. actor. Oh yeah. But oh, I, you mean like an occupation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. I retract my statement. Retract. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the job, I've always wanted to be, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, rock star, I guess, mm-hmm. musician. And, and I, I am actually still pursuing that. Uh, and I have a link uh, in my bio for that Instagram as well. Yeah, we're going to work on something to show off your, showcase your guitar and musical abilities. We're, we're going to look at getting oh, yeah. an alternate start to the to the podcast with that oh yeah looking forward to that i want to add this as the last disclaimer for this episode guys if you are thinking about doing any kind of therapies that we talked about here today one get it from a professional don't ever buy anything offline that you don't know that's illegal um
the other part that I wanted to add is, and I'm so sorry that I forgot I actually had to record this after Cam and Rome left. I want to thank them so much after they, they'll listen to this back. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Like I said, it takes a lot. Guys, the other part I wanted to add, if you do want to get your levels checked, just you can check um, testosterone clinics in your local area. You can go to LabCorp. Uh, if you pay out of pocket for that, I don't know what most LabCorps will charge. Um, for me, it was one you know it's roughly around 150 bucks to get your labs done and then after that you know whatever your local place um charges if you're a good candidate for testosterone therapy but again fuck what the haters say live your best life possible know how much i love you uh, I'm, I'm not by any means an expert in this situation yet I'm, I'm learning and i'm growing every day i work in the field uh if you guys have any questions please feel free hit me up on at cam williamson official or the road it's road, the number two, redemption podcast at gmail.com. Love you guys. I'm actually out this time.